0: Here
1: comes the money. Here we go. Money talk, talk. Here comes the money.
0: Money, 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 money. <laughs> Dollar, dollar. Dollar, dollar. <laughs> ching, ching, bling, bling. That's a chatter. You ain't talking money, then you're talking no matter. Ching, ching, bling, bling. in pockets. take the dollar,
1: dollar, Welcome to a special Masters preview edition of the Backdoor Cover on the IB Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Keith Fleming. With me, as always, the gambling guru, Alan, a.k.a. Actively Lazy. Alan, what's going on, buddy?
0: Nothing much, man. Just recovering from March Madness. I had a great March Madness. Yeah, I did. I did. It was 70%, fantastic. right? Yeah, it was like, I think I ended at 68%. Um, up. I mean, I, I did sustain 70% um, all the way up until the Houston Baylor game got me a little. <laughs> and then um yesterday yesterday I missed the the over by three points. But I was I was on Baylor to cover pretty heavy in the first half over. So I mean profit wise I did really good. Um and percentage wise was probably my highest ever. So um really excited about that. Trying to roll it into baseball. The Gonzaga
1: and uh UCLA game. Best game mm-hmm. since when in college basketball?
0: Um, I don't know, man. It's been a long time since I, I watched the game and felt that way. I I might rub some people the wrong way, but I mean, to me, it was the best. It was the best game since that um, Texas A and M and Northern Iowa game, where everybody left and there was like a minute left, and somehow they came back. back. Yeah, yeah. To me, I mean, it wasn't obviously, I mean, it was just as dramatic to me um, and intense. So uh, it just really s- just personified what, what everybody looks for when it comes to March Madness. I
1: think the game that I remember, and I know a lot of people are obviously mentioning in the Duke-Kentucky game from way back in the day, mm-hmm. but I think it was 97 Arizona versus Kentucky. I don't know if that was a grade eight or a sweet 16 game, but uh, that's probably still to this day the best college basketball game i've ever seen mike bibby uh i forget the guy's name was it simon uh there was another kid for arizona that after that game everybody thought he was going to be a superstar and uh it didn't work out but good for college basketball it needed this after yeah. a year off uh and there was both
0: tournaments were good the women's was really good too yeah women's uh, was good nit was good mm-hmm. cbi uh cbi was good or cb i think it's cbi but either way the the NIT to the NIT is what I call it. That was actually good too. Um, Bellarmine um, had a really decent run and played some um, some good basketball. But I mean, I I just think it was great that that all three tournaments uh, finished. Um, it wasn't necessarily a, a huge issue with COVID, and um, I'm just glad to see that um, the athletes got to you know finish out their seasons. Absolutely. Uh, So we're going to do a quick master's preview. Uh,
1: It is literally Christmas for your boy. You have the master's starting really Wednesday with the par three tournament. Uh, And then it's WrestleMania week. So I've got (laughs) basically four days of wrestling pay-per-views because NXT does a Wednesday, Thursday deal. WrestleMania does a Saturday, Sunday. And I also have the master's. So I will literally be basically in front of the TV, uh, especially after the neck surgery. From yeah. Wednesday night till Sunday evening, because I still can't play golf, but uh soon enough. The uh we'll get right into it. I normally do a big preview on the course. It's Augusta. We're gonna skip that. Uh I think even casual golf fans know the layout, whether it be through video games or just the fact that they play the same venue every year. Uh just some things before we get into the field. The last four winners have all came inside the top twelve in the world. Uh, I think it's like seven of the last ten have done that typically you want a guy who comes in playing well normally have already won to have a win on the season uh but you do not want it to be the tournament before sorry jordan spieth only sandy lyle in 1988 and phil mickelson in 2006 have won the week before the masters and then went on to win the masters uh you want a guy with good course history it is very rare for a guy to come in either uh without having played well there or either not having a lot of experience there and I mean really contend in the tournament uh one thing that is very important to look at the course is going to play firm and fast this uh week that means distance is not quite the factor that it can be at Augusta sometimes because uh, even if you're a shorter knocker you're gonna get a ton of rollout on some of these holes um so it it like especially with these older guys like bernhardt Longer, Fred Couples, and I'm talking about obviously for DraftKings top 20s not to win but uh they are guys to look at because they're not going to be like losing as much distance as they normally will. I will say though that it is going to make a difference for say like a guy like Brooks kepka coming off a knee injury. He's not going to have to carry it quite as far and still be able to get it way out there. It just means he's not going to take as big swings. Uh, But distance is not the end-all be-all. I will say, though, when the play's firm and fast, you've got to be able to hit the ball high and you've got to be able to create spin. Because if you don't on this golf course, you're going to have a lot of issues, very undulated greens, difficult flags. Um, You want guys who can tear up par fives and demigrate around the greens. So you want to look at guys that really destroy par fives and you want to look at guys that are good at scrambling and they're good at putting. Uh, and if you're looking at recent tournaments, please remember to not overlook the results. Or excuse me, over uh, analyze the results from the 2020 Masters. That was in November. The course played completely different. You'll hear when I'm going through some of these guys. Uh, I almost don't even count what happened in November. I'm I'm more concerned in their recent history in April because the course usually plays. Uh, and obviously, it did play completely different. Uh, so just remember that when looking at it. Is there anything you want to uh,
0: kind of mention about the field or the term before we just kind of get into the guys? Um, just uh, a couple things just to kind of reiterate what you were saying. Um, in November, it was it was pretty soft. Um, the greens were not nearly as fast as they're going to be um, this weekend. Um, and I, I saw that there was supposed to be some rain, but the general consensus is that it won't really affect anything that the greens will still be fast um for the dfs people just keep in mind that this field is smaller i think there's 80 uh, players or 80 80 players um so you definitely don't want to have people miss the cut this week so um you know i'm not a big dfs guy but i do understand some of the strategy or basic strategy behind it, so just keep that in mind for for everybody that's kind of out here trying to win some of those like million dollar tournaments. You just, I mean, if you could just get all six to make the cut, you stand a good chance of a, of a payout. And I will say,
1: if you're gonna do some of those million dollar ones, they have a ten dollar one with a million to first place on DraftKings and a hundred dollar one uh, entry. With the million dollars first place, you can have up to 150 entries in both. I don't know who could do 150 entries in a $100 tournament, but I'm sure there's guys that do it. Uh, Don't forget, and I'm going to go over my tiers like I always do for DraftKings at the end, but don't forget guys like Phil Mickelson, Bernhard Langer, Fred Couples. And remember, if you're going to do the million-dollar entry, be creative. Like You do not want to take what everybody else is going to take. That's not going to win. You're going to have basically zero chance to win a ton of money by doing that, uh, you need to get creative. And seriously, there is a ton of plays uh, from like 7,200 or less that I think are good plays. We'll go over some of them. Uh, so just, you know, again, remember that. Um, some of these, again, some of these uh, of the uh, odds here are probably not what you have on your site, but they should be around the same. No matter where you go, you got DJ, 8 to 1. Obviously, it's the favorite, just one here in November, four straight top tens, uh, obviously including that win. Ironically, he's not played well his last two times out, was playing very well before that. Uh, I personally think DJ, is his odds are, are, are too low
0: to pick him to win. Do you agree? Yeah, it'd be a similar strategy. Um, I would just keep an eye on him. And if he's, you know, if he starts out with like a ten under round or something like that, just live bet it. I mean, it, it's not gonna, it's not gonna change much odds wise. Um, also, far as,
1: very uh, hard to win here back to back.
0: Tiger was the last one to
1: do it. We saw what happened to Spieth, who had an opportunity to go back to back here. He had a huge <laughs> lead and he literally just gagged it away. It is very hard uh, to, to win at Augusta back to back. I think there's uh, six, to, to be five fair, guys Spieth. that have done it. Spieth gagged for like four years after that,
0: two, four, or five. Years yeah,
1: until <laughs> until literally last week. Yeah. Uh there is four guys at twelve to one. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, it would not surprise me if any of these guys win. I'm so it's Spieth, Rom, JT, Shambo Spieth has two top fives in his last five starts here. Uh, Rom has his last three star, uh, starts here all top tens jt has finished better in each of his last four times here and bryson has never finished better in t21 in his four career starts um i hate that spieth won last week and uh i think i told you that uh i got spieth at 30 to 1 in january or february it was right when he started playing uh decent just because spieth has such a great track record here i don't like him at 12 to 1 uh I mean, he, again, he's good as anybody at this course, but that's – I mean, that's just – it's too low, especially with the firepower in that 12-to-1 group. Rahm is probably the safest bet because he's been playing unbelievable. I didn't realize he's 10-for-10 10 10 on tour this year with six top 10s, uh, 10 cuts made, six top 10s. He's got three top 10s here. This course is tailor-made for him. Uh, JT would be my favorite. Uh, that's who I am picking to win the tournament outright. I just think that uh, this is a course that is made for Justin Thomas. I love that it's going to be firm and fast. But, again, Bryson, if you told me he was going to win, it wouldn't shock me. This is now his fifth trip here. Uh, DJ was a prime example of somebody in his first five starts here. He really struggled. in his last five, I think he has no worse than a T6. Uh, He's obviously got the win, Bryson's a guy that's going to continue to learn. His short game has improved tremendously uh, in the last year or two. Uh, he's talking about trying to drive number three, the like 340-yard par four. He's going to take, I'm sure, an insane line on 13, the par five over the trees. But if you had to, you know, tell me, I would, I would rank it. JT is my pick. Ron would probably be my favorite pick, but all four of these guys, I would not be surprised if they won. Um, who's kinda your favorite of those four at twelve to one?
0: Uh it's not Bryson DeChambeau. I don't like Bryson. I know you don't. No, I'm just <laughs> playing. Um I mean yeah, I'm I'm with you. I wouldn't be surprised if any of these guys won. Not even Speeth. Um just mm-hmm. because yeah. he, he has he has been trending up um, it is unfortunate that he did play so well and went last week because he probably would have been in that 25 to 30 uh, range.
1: A, I mean, uh-huh. even if he was 20 to 1, it would have been yeah. a very juicy number of the way he's played in his track record here. He would
0: have been able to sneak up on some people, but um, here he's obviously not. And they're, they're definitely respecting his course history. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, combined with the, the recent form. I think Rom just had a kid. Um, he I did. Saw, okay. Yep. Now and I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be a stickler, but I mean Rory just had a kid and it kind of threw him off a little. I mean, you got a newborn and and there's a lot of stress that goes into that, you know. Um and you just never know how that's gonna affect some people. Some people play better, you know, after they have the kid. They they can relax a little. Some people get a little tense and it affects them in a different way. Um just again, a variable to kinda consider. Um, you want to probably read some of his interviews and things like that just to make sure he's in the right frame of mind um, and, and focused on the task at hand. But uh, Justin Thomas is my favorite out of this group too. Um, he has had moments of inconsistency this year, but when when it's a competitive field like this, I really think he it brings the best out of him, and uh, you know he's he's got plenty of motivation to to win. Um, he's, you know, he's got, he's probably gonna be paired with his friend, uh, speed at some point, um, uh, which will probably, you know, give some, give him a little bit of extra motivation as well. And then the whole tiger, uh, aspect I mean, him and tiger are really close. I'm pretty sure tiger will still dominate this tournament as far as, you know, talk about people wanting to win it for tiger or play for tiger, things like that. So you have to also factor that in. And, um, I think he'll be the a, only
1: the second player, other than Tiger, to have won the Players and the Masters in the same year if he does go on to win.
0: Yeah, and I, I was about to say there there's an angle for him to to really go for it here. Um, so I just hope I just hope that he he finds some consistency. I mean, the talent's there, obviously, still one of the best golfers on tour, but there's still some times where he does some inexplicable things <laughs> and he's like dude what, what what are you what are you doing like where, where are we going with this uh but scrambling obviously he's he's got a knack for that um and with the greens playing fast I, I think that really suits his game as well so um i like him the most i i
1: love jt again he's finished better each time here he was tied seventh uh just you know a few months ago in november I just and for some reason he's not getting the attention these other guys are, which I think JT's one of those guys that eats that stuff up. It's gonna surprise people, but I really like Roy at 18 to 1. I know he has not played great this season. I know this has been his bugaboo. It's the only major he is not one. He's going for his grand slam. He's got a top ten in four of his last five starts here. I think it's good that he's not getting the attention and, you know, the talk that he normally does. And I don't know if he has any of that like Jordan, Tiger, you know, Kobe type deal where he feels disrespected. That motivates him. But it is crazy to think that there's one, two, three, four, five guys all again, rightfully so. Well, except for speed. I don't know if Speeth should be higher ranked than him, uh, even with his history. Yes, he has a win, but Rory actually has a better, you know, more top tens, more top fives. For him to be at 18 to one, I just think it's a number good enough to where you can take a chance on him. Do you think that's crazy or uh, I just I could see this being, you know, Rory kind of sneaking one. he also plays his best golf, even though he's from Europe and it doesn't make much sense on firm and fast golf courses. So if it doesn't rain and it stays firm and fast, that's going to benefit him because of how high he hits it. Uh, Almost nobody has, you know, better control with long irons. Uh, he's gonna be able to really do some things if it's firm and fast.
0: I mean nothing's nothing's too crazy um this week if if, if a guy has course history. Um I don't think anything's too crazy. Roy's issues, he's just a hit case right now, man. He just doesn't sound like a golfer who's confident. Which is crazy because he's still immensely talented, but he just he just doesn't sound like he, a competitor, you know, like uh, when, when he talks about his game and and, and uh, the last couple tournaments where he hasn't played so well, he just sounds defeated, you know. So I I'm hesitant to lay money behind him. I, I would have to see the first couple rounds, you know, because if he comes out and he and he's four four over, I we we know he's gonna he's good for around two five six under. That's not going to win you the tournament. I mean, he's got to stop playing so far behind uh, in the first round in order for him to actually win. Like, compete and winning are two different things when we're talking about golf. Um, there's plenty of guys who can compete. Tony Finau, awesome mm-hmm. competitor, but he can't win, and there's a reason for that. And so um, Rory just needs to to put it all together again every single round. And and I mean, I'm not I'm not a golfer. Um, but I do work with people who obviously have mental health issues and things like that. And, and, and uh, you know, in, in my field, we we talk about um, kind of controlling what you can control. A lot of times we say that to people who um, tend to get down on themselves. And that would be my, my thing with Rory. If, if I was his caddy or something, just tell him, like, look, dude, let's just play one round at a time, like one hole at a time, one swing at a time. Um, because, I feel like he's just overthinking. He's trying too hard, and and it's it's throwing him off a little. Cause he's like I said, the talent is there, but right now it's just all mental. So he's definitely got to fix up top um, before I personally put some money behind him. But if he gets it together, he he was definitely going to be in the thick of things. And remember again, if Rory wins, it'll be the first player since
1: Tiger, and I believe it's the sixth or seventh player in the history of golf to have won all four majors. So it's an amazing. Uh, accomplishment and very rare the 20 to 1 guys Cantley at 25 to 1 his last two starts here tied 17th tied ninth your boy Xander 2016 uh 26 to 1 tied 17th tied second his last two starts here Kepka 28 to 1 making a just Unbelievable comeback. He had surgery in the middle of March on his knee. He is gonna play. Uh he said that he wouldn't be here if he was thinking second was the best he could do. He wouldn't oh, waste his time. <laughs> his last three starts here, T seventh, T second, T eleventh. I know we're gonna completely disagree on this, but if I had to take one of those three guys, and I definitely would, I'm taking Kepka at twenty-eight to one. I know he's rushing back. He won a major coming what was thought of rushing back from an injury in 2018. Uh, He has an unbelievable track record here. He has, uh, I believe it's his number one tee to green uh, in the last three or four starts here. And again, it's Kepka. And I just think that you know, he didn't win a major last year. It was the first time in I think three years that he had not won a major. He's a competitor. He's his swag is definitely there. I saw him hitting balls on the range today. I mean, obviously there's gotta be some pain. He just had surgery three three weeks, four weeks ago. Uh, and the biggest concern is just people who have never been to Augusta. It's one of the it's probably the hilliest golf course in the world. Uh, and that is not going to be easy. When you have, a, especially uphill shots, which you'll have plenty of those, it puts a lot of strain, uh, particularly on your back leg, which is what he had surgery on. But I still, no offense to Cantley, they've never won a major. No offense to Xander, they've never won a major. Neither one of them have won this year. Kepka has. Kepka's the guy with the juice, and you're getting 28 to 1. And it almost feels disrespectful that Spieth, Wrong. Well, I guess Bryson and JT, it's okay, because they've won majors recently, and so is DJ. But Spieth and Rom, I mean, for Spieth, it's been four years since he's won a major. Rom never has. And you have Kepka, who's won four majors still, I think, in his last uh, – I think it's 12. Because you got to remember, he only played two majors last year. He missed two of them with the British Open being off. And I think he missed the uh, – uh, I guess it was the Masters, I think, last year. But uh, I like Kepka out of those three. Are you going to go with Xander?
0: Yep, going with Xander. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not betting on a Brooks Cup with one leg. It would be a great story. I wish everybody the best of luck. Brooks is my guy, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to hear none of that BS about if I, if I didn't feel like I could win, I wouldn't be here. Yada yada, not, nah, nah. You say that rah rah stuff for somebody else, bro. We didn't, we didn't plenty. This year, where that that knee hasn't been right, um, and he just had surgery. Like, nah, I'm okay with that. He withdrew from a tournament, um, I guess, to prepare for this one. But like, mm-hmm. this is this is like the the first live competition he's had in in how many months? He's done it? that though too. He
1: he has won a major coming off. He had the injury in 18. He was, was out. It, for... Was
0: it a knee surgery? No. Okay, and and you're telling me like with all the walking and what you're saying about having to basically swing off that back leg a lot, I mean, it just doesn't it doesn't sound good to me.
1: It um, doesn't, but I, he is also rather, the biggest big game player there is. Tiger Woods is, won a major on one Xander, leg. If anybody can do it, it's Kepka.
0: And Xander's the biggest choke artist there is. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> but I I I mean. He's got he's got good course history and anytime we're talking fast greens, I mean he's your guy. He's he's gaining almost two strokes on the field on fast green. He can drive the ball with some of the best of them. Um, his scramble game has improved some. It, what's really hurting him this year, I think, is his irons. But I, I feel like I feel like betting on that to come around on a on a course that he's got um, a lot of comfort with. And uh, fits his style um, is a whole lot better angle for me this week.
1: Morikawa at 31 to one. I love him. I know his only start here. T44. I kind of called that he was gonna struggle after he won the uh, PGA. I mean, it just that's golf for a lot of young players, but got a lot of talent. This is a golf course that should set up perfectly for him. I actually think it's going to play better for them in the April conditions than it did, obviously, in November. uh, Because, again, it was softer, uh, and I think that the greens were slower, which Morikawa is a really good putter. So I I think that all the good putters, just like I look at somebody like your boy Xander, he just talked about. who Remember, he finished T2nd two years ago, T17th this last year. Well, this last year the course didn't set up as well for Xander because it wasn't mm-hmm. as big of an advantage for the guys with the short games. Both Mor- Cowley and Xander have that, and I just can't believe Morikawa is thirty-one to one. I mean, he won one of the last three majors last year, and he has the game for this. Are you a little surprised that he's already back in the thirties?
0: Um, yes and no. I'm not. I'm not too surprised because you know, like you said, the last time he was there he was what? Forty fourth, mm-hmm. so not. I guess I'm not too too surprised. Was his only start though too? I mean, yeah, in fairness. but but I mean you you got guys in front who I mean what how many previous champions are in front of him? Top top what ten players and and guys who are you know recent winners et cetera. So it it's understandable. I, I mean it's a value play if you can get the the Kana That literally looks like he can't be beat, (laughs) you know, if you can bet on that. I mean, I don't I don't have a, I honestly have no problem with backing Morikawa when the course is set up like it is um, in in the spring.
1: So 35 to one, in my opinion, is sort of the, the honeypot of this golf course. I mean, listen to these guys, all at 35 to one. I think you can make an argument. No offense to all of them, but Tony Finau, uh, you got Berger at 35 to one. His three career starts here: T32, T27, T10. He's playing great this year. Paul Casey, who I didn't realize how well he's played this year on the PGA Tour, arguably his best season so far. His uh, in three of his last five starts here, he's got a, t- a T6, a T4, a T15. Vinal again, thirty-five to one. I just can't see his first win and forever being this. He's got three starts here at T thirty-eight, and the two Aprils he's played T ten and T five. I do really like him for DraftKings lineups, and I do like him if you want to try to play a top ten or top twenty. I don't like him to win. Victor Hovland, thirty-five to one, T uh, thirty-two. Again, he's another guy like Morikawa. I think that the way the course is going to play. Uh, in april is going to be a lot better than the way it was in november but the three guys that i really like here patrick reed at 35 to 1 is just disrespectful he's arguably the best putter uh on tour he's got a win and a top 10 and two of his last three starts here and i just he's driving the ball great which is the other scary thing for the field because if he drives the ball well the way he chips and putts He's going to be a force. Uh, remember that he dominated just two, what was it, two, three years ago, excuse me, uh, to win his first Masters. Webb Simpson is another guy I really like, 35 to one. His last three starts, he has a top 20, a top 10, and a top five, so he has a lot of good course here. And then Cameron Smith at 35 to one, which I know that'll be surprising to some people because he doesn't have quite the cachet that the other guys do, but he's got two top fives in his last three starts here. Australians have a great track record at this course. Out of those guys, at thirty-five to one, I mean, I'm, again, I think there's a lot of value in a lot of those guys. Who's You know, some of your favorites. Sungjae and uh, well, he's forty though. You can get Sungjae at forty. Well, on on my bookie,
0: he's okay. at 35.
1: So, so DraftKings, he's forty. Um, I would say Sungjae, I love too. Did you say
0: Patrick Reed? Yes. Dude, right, my yeah, favorite out of those yeah, because he's thirty three to one on my bookie. Uh, definitely Reed, man. He just it's disrespectful. It just, seems like, it just seems like the odds where he always finds a way to win. <laughs> like I think the the few times that I've picked Patrick Reed to win, he is between um, thirty and fifty to one. I think generally, and and those are the times where. I always look at the odds and I'm like this dude's one of the better golfers like in these big events. Why is he constantly at these odds? But um I like him um on this course obviously he's a past champion and um Berger's been playing really good. He, this he's course playing should playing set golf. up
1: well for him. He hasn't played yeah. in this event in 2 or 3 years, which is the he's only good. thing that does he's concern like me or something, right? Well, he oh just he, unfortunately didn't have the, uh, you know, the Masters is one of the harder events to get into at 81. Oh he had not won in a couple of years and wasn't high enough. You have to be, I think, the top 50 in the world. Uh, but I mean, if you look at the last 12 months, he's one of the best players in the world. He's having a great year this year. And like I said, the three times he's been here, no worse than 30 seconds. So obviously he likes the golf course. He could be a really sneaky play. He's got the game for it for sure.
0: I don't like, paul casey because paul casey never wins in america <laughs> that's fair he, but he can't close it out this is
1: a course though honestly if you look at the masters like with sergio's win there's been guys throughout history very much like paul casey at about casey's point in his career that they just find a way to win here uh you know danny willett's win a couple of, or well, i guess now it's been five years ago casey I agree with you. I just would not be shocked. Uh, This is an event that, you know, it seems like about one out of every five. There's, you know, usually a European that you're like, really? Uh, And just I didn't know how good if he has not been playing so well this year, just overall, I would agree with you. But between his track record here, which is really good, and the fact that he's playing really well this year, it wouldn't shock me.
0: Well, if I'm going with with that. I'd rather take Lee Westwood than than Paul Casey. I would
1: love for Westwood to win. Westwood is at I, I have him at fifty to one uh, on DraftKings. He's got a top twenty and a second in two of his last three starts here. He's got a great track record here. If you go that that's in the last five Augustas. If you go even further back, uh, he's got just an incredible record here. He plays usually typical uh, well on firm and fast greens. The only thing that scares me about Westwood is that putter. You know, if if he can putt, he definitely is going to be in it. Um, The only thing that scares me is his his, um, knack for finding water. (laughs) uh, It's going to be hard to find water on
0: Augusta. I bet you if, you if if it's possible... And 15, that's it. (laughs) He will do it round four. Trust me. (laughs) I guess he's got race creek. I'm sorry.
1: You got 12 and 13. too. You're right. He could. uh, To be honest, like M is the kind of, in my opinion, the cutoff of the realistic guys to win. He's at 40 to one. Fitzpatrick is there too. Fitzpatrick has a T7. He's made five straight cuts here. M is only starting. All that scares me is again, it was in November. He hasn't played it in April, but I mean, M is tailor-made for this golf course. He's so consistent. He's got no weaknesses. He hits the ball a mile in the air, which I'm telling you, that is a big, big deal here. Uh, I love it, M at 40 to 1. He's somebody that's going to be in probably just about every one of my DraftKings lineups. Um, there's guys below him that, I mean, it's it's the Masters, so why not You know, have some fun, take a few of them, but Again, you got to remember the only guy below him that's in the top 12, which remember the top 12, I think it's like 7 out of the last 10, they've had to be in the top 12 in the world, Terrell Hatton at 50-1. to The issue with Hatton, though, he has a terrible track record here. He has two missed cuts, and his top finish is T-44 in his last four starts here. Uh, Typically, if a guy really struggles on this golf course – you don't see very often, you know, a miraculous performance bomb. It's usually a deal that you either play Augusta well or you don't. Would you be willing to maybe take a shot on Hatton? Because he's been playing really well.
0: Um yes. Uh just based off of, you know, what I say every time we talk about a tournament that has Hatton and Rom. If you like Rom, you should play Hatton. Um I, I think Hatton has a great game. Um He's shown that he can handle slow greens, fast greens, any any type of surface. Like over the last what three years, I think he's really shown that that he's a uh, golfer who's willing to take on any challenge on any course and and does fairly well. Um, so at those odds, I I wouldn't have a problem with it. Um, more so to probably add him to some kind of prop i'm with you another here's some
1: other guys just to consider either for long shots or props and what they've done uh jason day last four in april he's 55 to 1 so you can get some good props on top 10 top 20 his last four masters in april t5th t10th t20th t22nd another guy that said a mile on the air uh puts very well obviously got a great short game neiman he missed his only cut uh Mr. Cut in his only start. But remember again that was in November. All the numbers and stuff show that Neiman should play very well here. Young Europeans like Neiman historically uh actually do well here. I like Neiman again for DraftKings and props fifty five to one.
0: Uh do you like that or do you think it's a little too early? No, I like Neiman. Um I like his game. You know, I I was saying um, over the last month that I I think he's probably the most improved golfer on tour right now, and that I like his his shot creativity, that he's he's starting to show. um, The thing about uh, Augusta, you know, if you stay in the fairways, you're setting yourself up for um, success. I think he's one of the more accurate guys when it comes to hitting fairways, Um, so again, He's a golfer that I think is peaking. If I was going to take a shot on somebody to put the jacket on for the first time, I wouldn't have a problem with him being one of those options.
1: I know this is going to shock you. I love Louis Houston Hazen, 75 to 1. <laughs> his last five starts here, t twenty-third, T29, T12, T41, T15. He also has three top tens, including two top fives, including a runner-up in his history here uh firm and fast is always good for usten much like westwood though the only reason i don't think he's going to probably have a, a realistic chance of winning his putter i mean he just he, he he doesn't make enough putts you can say the same thing for the other guy at 75 to 1 who has an unbelievable track record here adam scott his last five t34th which remember that was the 2020 in November and April, his last two, T-18, T-9. He's obviously got his win. I think I, I saw he has five top tens at this event. Uh, but, again, I don't think Scott's going to putt well enough. I love Corey Connors at 80-1. to one. He will be one of my plays to win. I think he's one of the guys that could shock this field and win outright. He, again, though, his putter has got has to show up, which he, he struggles with. But there's almost no better ball striker on tour. He's had two trips here: T46, T10th. Uh, Bubba Watson, 90 to one. I'm just saying he's got two wins in the last two events in April: a T12th and a T7. So that means in four of Bubba's last nine trips here, he has two wins: a a T7th, a T12th, 90 to one. And you'll you'll see when I get into the props that's pretty good uh Kuchar's last four in april a t12 t28 t8 t24 he's one of those guys that's really going to get an advantage from it being firm and fast because he doesn't worry about it having to play long and he's actually turning in the right direction you look the last two weeks he played well in houston he obviously won the match play the week before he made a swing uh coach change i guess it was about now a month ago seeing immediate dividends so Kucher's a guy again for props and stuff uh, and then Kisner, 200-1 his last two, a T-21 and a T-28. Other than Jordan Spieth, Dustin Johnson, and Brooks Kepka. Kevin Kisner has the most rounds in the lead of anybody at Augusta in the last five years, which is kind of crazy. Uh, and then just real quickly, some guys with a surprising good record here. Uh, and then I'm going to kind of let you go over your favorite long shots. Justin Rose, his last five here, T-23rd, miscut, T-12th, second, T-10th. Uh, Molinari, his last three in April, a T-5th, a T-20th, and a T-33rd. Mark Leishman, who's another guy that I really like, his last four, T-13th, T-49th, 9th, and a T-30th uh ian poulter has made four straight cuts here his last t2 uh, t25th t12th one of my favorite plays actually the two of my favorite plays back to back uh siwoo kim his last three starts here his only three t31 t21 t24 he is playing really well on the pga tour right now he has the game for it he hits it long high can do uh, plenty of spin Phil Mickelson is another guy, like for DraftKings and props, you definitely look at his last three in April, T18th, T32nd, T22nd. Uh, And then some of the just crazy guys that you're probably going, what are you doing, Keith? But Jimmy Walker, who has done basically nothing apparently other than at this event in the last five years, his last four in April, T36th, T20th, T18th, T29th. And then Freddie and Langer, the two seniors that I really like, in DraftKings, because of the firm and fast couples in his last three April's, has a miscut T38, T18th. And Langer has made the cut in four of the five last masters. The one he missed, I checked, was uh even actually played wetter than the one last year that he did make the cut in November. Um, Langer is a guy, 6,100 on DraftKings, and I'd be shocked. He is. 14 for 14 and cuts made on the Senior Tour. Uh, That also includes his Masters for this year. Um, He is somebody to look at for sure. Um, Do you have any long shot guys you like
0: or that I missed? Um, you know, always gonna pick my guy from VCU, Lanto Griffin, Mm -hmm. just for the hell of it. He's 225 to one. That's That's as long. That's That's as long of a long shot as you can get. Um, And again, there's no. No logic to it. It's just he went to VCU and I went to VCU. <laughs> um, I kind of like the idea of a Harris English angle. Um, really solid golfer that just still for some reason goes unnoticed. But he's like top three and top ten finishes. Um, he loves hard courses mm-hmm. and he has doesn't have much trouble on fast greens. I mean he's he's way better. On, on slow greens But his fast greens uh, Strokes gain statistics Are still pretty good um, He also doesn't have a problem With uh, the driver in his hand Nor does he have a problem With a with pretty competitive field um, He's at 125 to 1 And anybody that I would pick As a long shot I Probably would double back and, and put in some kind of prop And then a guy that I don't normally talk about Jason Kokrak Um has really good like game for for Augusta um missed the th- cut last year but it yeah. should help him with it being firm and fast that was yeah one of the things that I, I really liked about him is that um he's really good on on the on the greens like the greens the grass that they have there and then um his numbers on um courses where you can use the driver are pretty solid so and he's actually um according to, you know, the number ball, the, the statistics that I use on their chart, he's actually gaining two strokes on the field when it comes to fast greens, which would put him in the top, like, this is about top 10, top 15. I mean, if, if you're talking about where that rates, it's, it's right behind Hovland, Adam Scott, Brooks Koepka, and Bryson DeChambeau. So he's when it comes to fast greens and courses like that, I mean he's he's pretty much near the top third of the field. Um, he's at a hundred to one That's on and, um, on DraftKings. I mean on on um, my bookie, so I I don't actually have a problem taking him. He's he's another guy that that um, teases you a little because he'll he'll start out really good or or he'll have a round where he goes like five or six under inexplicably in terms of kind of levels out, but I really like the idea of him um, having a shot at being uh, a long shot this weekend.
1: I like Kokrak. Uh, he's another guy for DraftKings. I think he's like 6,700, so you definitely want to pay attention to. Um... I'm gonna get into my official picks, Alan. Again, we'll do like we normally do. I have uh, one, two, three. I think I went with ten guys to win this week. Three <laughs> top five. Well, I mean, it's the Masters, dude. You I, know. Fun. I know. I uh, know. Three guys a top five, five for top ten, five for top twenty, which I love. And then I have my DraftKings tier uh, to win. I got JT twelve to one, Rory eighteen to one, Kepka twenty eight to one, Morikawa thirty one to one, Reed and M at thirty five and forty to one. And then my long shots are Adam Scott, 75 to 1. Corey Connors, 80 to 1. Bubba Watson, trying to be, I think, only the fifth guy to win three times here, which would just be so Bubba. Uh, He's at 90 to 1. Kucher at 100 to 1. And Kisner at 200 to 1. Um, I know you're going to like my top five. I couldn't believe these odds. Xander is 5 to 1 to top 5. I love that odds. You like that, right? Yeah. Uh, Patrick Reed is 6 to 1. And this is the one that blew me away. Kevin Kisner is twenty-eight to one to top five. Uh, again, firm and fast, especially if it plays difficult. That's good for Kisner. My top ten plays: uh, Sun JM four to one to top ten, Bubba Watson six to one, uh, Matt Kuchar plus seven fifty, Kevin Kisner kind of my long shot at eleven to one, with Brandon Todd at twelve to one. Todd's played here only once. Uh, missed the cut, but again, that was also last year. In November, it's going to help him that it's firm and fast. He's actually a guy you'll see also in the top 20 where uh, Mickelson plus 450, it's actually, I think, one of the safer bets. Phil's playing pretty well. I know he struggled in Houston, but before that, he, he I think he had a top 20 at the players. Uh, he can drive it all over the map at Augusta and not matter. There's no rough. Uh, Phil is going to have so much with experience. I like Philip plus 450 a lot. Uh, I have Zach Johnson and Brandon Todd both at five to one. And then I told you that I love the old dudes. I have Bernhardt Longer at 14 to one to top 20. And Fred Couples is 25 to one. I just want to remind you again, I know he missed the cut. But in April tournaments, T38, T18, is last two. In his last 10, he's finished in the top 24 times. That's, you know basically kind of a 50 50 deal at 25 to one to top 20 for a guy that knows this course as well as anybody and again with it being firm and fast it's going to help the people that a don't hit it quite as far uh and really know this golf course i'm telling you it's going to be real easy to make a mess on these greens uh so experience is going to be a big key uh, before I get into my DraftKings plays, you want to go over some? I know it's not your official cap, but some of the guys are yeah. definitely going yeah, for.
0: it's not my official cap. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm still on uh, March Madness hangover. <laughs> but I, I did, I did look it's through stuff all day. And um, and I'm trying to to get out of that that um that frame of mind. I got to get back to my to my golf and stuff. But um, I like obviously I play Xander and uh, JT. And, um, I think I'm going to add M in there. I'm not sure if I'm going to do, um, one of those things where I just skip the props and just go for winners or what? Oh, no, but, you gotta do props this but, week. Uh, there's yeah, some was, really good there's, ones. There's so many props. I just, I just don't know. I just don't want to go too, too crazy on it. Um, because, we don't see a lot of upsets at at uh, in the Masters. It's typically the guys that you anticipate to be there at the top to win, but th- you can see the potential like in some of these names in these larger o- odds. Like Watson at seventy five to one, Rose at eighty to one. Like I said, Bubba six to one yeah. in the top ten, and he's got yeah. two wins in an
1: eleventh and a seventh in four of his last eight starts there.
0: If if Gary Woodland can promise me he would he um he get it all together, I add him into some props too. Actually but, showed some life last week, which was nice. Woodland's been really struggling. I like, well about I like your Xander and Reed props in the top five. I like the uh, M prop in the top ten. If if M shows up, he's going to be top ten. Um, and then the idea of Brendan Todd in the top twenty and top ten. He's such a streaky golfer you know if if he's on he's the type of guy that can put together one lot. of the best short
1: games on tour
0: though which yeah. i feel
1: like with it firm
0: and fast it's gonna really help him yeah i'm not a fan of zach johnson because he never sustains for me and, <laughs> and Kissner, if i pick Kissner, he'll miss the cut because every time i know don't pick, pick yeah, how not, many
1: bets i got on Kissner? please don't
0: yeah every time i touch Kissner, he misses the cut man it's ridiculous but um I'm gonna add in, uh, like I said, Harris English will be in a, in a lot of my props. Um, I'm really hoping he can he can show out and again. Before I get him like five six to one to top twenty. Yeah, and I still think he's one of the more underrated golfers on tour. Mm-hmm. Because again, like he's he's pretty much a mainstay in the top ten when he plays in, in tournaments. Um,
1: He's a Georgia boy, so he probably has a little bit more experience playing Augusta, even though it's, I think it's been like six years since he's been in the tournament. I'm sure with his resources and who he is, he's played Augusta since then, other than just in the tournament.
0: Yeah, and the guy that I don't – that we didn't talk about, but we're talking props, you got to give old Willie a a try. Willie Zalatoris, Mm -hmm. you got to give him a shot. At 80-1, to I'm not picking him to win, per se. I mean, I – I'll put ten dollars on it just for the hell of it, but I mean he's not gonna he's not gonna be somebody I'm gonna like actively check the leaderboard for uh, to be near the top, but for a prop at eighty to one, I know he's young, but you got to think that he'll be he'll be ready to go. And and this course, um, the courses that have had fast greens and uh, been more driver heavy, um, or the ability to be driver heavy, they don't have um, penalizing. Um, Roughs or, and things like that, he seems to really excel at those courses. And so I know this is going to be his first official time. I'm pretty sure, because he's from Georgia too, right? Mm-hmm. with the school yeah. So I'm 100% sure he's played the course before. Um, but as far as this being in an official capacity in the masters, um, this will be the first time. But I, I think that familiarity of being, quote unquote, a local boy will, will go a long way for him. And like I said,
1: I just mean that typically your first time, you're not going to win, obviously, yeah. or be in real contention. But there's a lot of guys that in their first match, I mean, Hal Kuchar is an amateur, I think, finished like tight eighth. So, I mean, it's not un, unheard of for people to come in and, and have a, a good first Augusta. Because, again, it's really about a course that just it, it it either sets up well for you or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, my DraftKings plays real quickly, and then we'll, we'll get out of here uh, I tried to do the tiers, you know, as, as fair as I could with the most guys, where there was at least 15, 20 guys in each tier. So tier one, I went from 11,500 to 9,600. In tier one, I've got Bryson at 10,800, JT at 10,600, Rory at 10,200, and Mora Cowley at 9,600. As crazy as it sounds, I actually like my tier two. Uh, for the cost, better than I do my tier one to where I would rather have two or three guys in tier two uh, than one or two guys in tier one. JT is the one exception. I'm going to try to have JT in as many lineups as I can I can figure out. But that 9,500 to 8,000 range, you can get speeth at 9,400, uh-huh. Reed at 9,300, M at 8,600, and Burger at 8,500. I like all four of those guys. Uh, tier three is 7,900 to 7,000. I've got Sergio at 7,900, Bubba at 7,800, Adam Scott, 7,600. Neiman is a little bit of a risk, only because, again, he doesn't have the track record. You'll notice most of the guys uh, in the top sections, they at least have a good track record here, but I just think this course sets up well for him. And then I actually like the, again, the 6,900 and lower. Connor, 6,900, two trip series, played well. He's having a great year. I really like Connor's. I mean, there's probably not a better value in DraftKings this week. Then Connor's at 6900. Uh, Leishman also at 6900. This course is like tailor made for him. Uh, he he plays well here. He's made the cut I think seven straight times. Uh, he's got a couple of top tens. And again, he's 6900. Uh, Kisner at 6700. If Allen's not betting on him, we'll be okay. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to hold Kisner. And then again, Langer at 6100. Uh, four out of five last year he's made the cut, and it only in Uh, enhances his chances of making it with the course being firm and fast uh Bernhardt is unbelievable I think he's he's like now in his mid-60s uh and still just whooping a lot of these young dudes ass at this golf course but I'm the weather is supposed to be almost perfect I mean without Tiger I think it's almost in some ways a good thing this year because we're going to get attention on the really good young golfers that we talk about week in and week out, you know, kind of at the top of that. And again, Augusta is an event that typically if you're not one of those top players, so realistically, after you get out of that 35 to one range, uh, it's probably not going to happen. Not saying it's impossible because again, about one out every five, six years, but really if you're looking to win, and that's why I do like the prop bets, I would be more on trying to take those guys 35 to one and lower to win maybe have one or two long shots, and then try to rack up on some of these props that I think you can get, including, like, best grouping, uh, first-round leads interesting. I mean, there's all kinds of props that you can bet on. This is almost like the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, it's definitely one of the um, most popular golf tournaments to gamble on. So there's value all, all around. You just got to dig a little deeper Um for, for some of the hidden gems out there, I mean, shoot, what two years ago the hidden gem was Tiger Woods at yeah. nineteen to one. I mean, I, I think I took him just because it was Tiger Woods. That was the whole point. Like it was Tiger Woods. I'll just. I to took him because it was Tiger Woods. Well, you always take because it's Tiger Woods. <laughs> I honestly and and you know what's even wild was was really wild, is that um I think I had Xander in that tournament as well, and and so it was it came down to me, like. Half of me was cheering for for Tiger because obviously it was a great story, and then the other half of me was cheering for Xander because I'm like that's, that's where more of the like I get more money if he wins. So, um, but yeah, just same thing I say every week, man. Don't be afraid, you know, especially you guys that that know golf, know the course. Um, you know, if you got insight, I know in your group there's a lot of guys um from the Georgia area, mm-hmm. and, and you know you guys probably have been to the course and and uh things like that so just use it to your advantage man again really
1: if if there's anything to pay attention to just again the two biggest things are par five scoring is huge and then the scrambling which I know everybody looks at it as you know it's all these bombers which is true but if you look at it historically Roy's never won here right what's his weakness Putting and chipping. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you look at Bryson. He's kind of struggled here his first few years. Again, it's it's improving. But what's his, his, his struggle? Putting and chipping. I mean, there's a reason. DJ, you know, it took him a long time. Now, his putting and chipping has gotten really good. But up until that point, he had kind of struggled here. And then if you look at the guys that have consistently, like Patrick Reed, done really well here, Bubba Watson has actually always had a sneaky good short game. Uh, you know, Sergio, again, the, the best year that he's putted at Augusta was the year he finally got through. You can't win without putting and chipping here well here. It's why Mickelson and Tiger have won the most events at Augusta in the last two decades is it, it that's what it takes Faldo won three majors at augusta Faldo was not somebody that hit a long way we had an unbelievable short game um you really do need to pay attention to scrambling putting and par five scoring because you, you don't have to worry about rough there is no rough at augusta i mean it's basically wide open the only thing you got to worry about is a few times you can hit it in the water and obviously there's a few shots and get really wayward uh but most people make their mistakes around the greens yeah so, anything else you wanna, um, or do, what, actually, you wanna plug anything before we get out of here?
0: Oh, um, well, I'm looking forward to the Arkansas Derby, not WrestleMania, but most <laughs> of that. Um, No, I mean, you know, what I'm hoping for, you know, I'm gonna do the uh, the weekly uh, baseball podcast, um, some gambling, but mostly just talking about baseball um and then um also the qb breakdowns i'm gonna get on that at some point in the next like two weeks um i'm not a fan of mac jones and that's what i'll end on (laughs) not yeah well we'll we'll actually talk about it when we get off but all right so for
1: keith fleming and alan aka actively lazy this has been a backdoor cover masters preview podcast we will see you guys soon